hey y'all so I did a thing I actually did two things um I took two ideas that God gave me and I wrote them down I have created a digital downloadable e-guide to starting your own podcast it is called using the power of your voice I took my lessons and the things that I've done and how I got started and how I got to this place and I put them down and I wrote them for you to be able to start your journey so if you've been listening to me and during this time you've said you know what I really want to start a podcast God's put it on my heart oh I have something I need to say but I really don't know where to start this is where you start I have created the starting point for you so if if that's what you've been waiting for there it is you can go right to the website and you can pick it up the other thing that I um, wrote was a prompting journal um, I, y'all hear me all the time saying that I journal and I do a lot what I have learned is that through this process I've had to go through different areas of my life to be able to kind of just break down the walls so the prompting journal goes through self-doubt it goes through insecurities it goes fear anxiety releasing control peace and then um, continuing the journey so if you feel like that you are in a place where you need to um, really dig deep and just try to um, break those barriers and the things that you have and you really want to overcome your fears doubts and insecurities here's another starting point I advise that you get the prayer journal and you really use that intentionally whether it takes you six weeks or six months it really allows you to be able to reflect on what it is that God is calling you to do without um, any distractions or anything and their intentional questions about you your purpose and your journey so go to the website www.feliciawallace.com click products and you will find them there you're listening to the Slaying self Dog podcast where we empower black women to overcome their fears doubts and insecurities in order to give birth to their god-given purpose join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone i'm felicia wallace and together we will find our fears and slay them Mike Powell is a dynamic training professional. He draws upon the lessons learned from his unique background to help individuals and teams expand their capacity for success. Mike believes leadership is about service. He looks forward to continuing to use his gifts, talents, and skills and resources to help people across the world. Join us as we discuss the journey behind the business. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast. I have Mike Powell with me today, the VP of Powell Consulting Group. What up, Mike Powell? Hey, what's going on, man? What How is, are you? I am good. I am good. So a um, little bit of history about me and Mike Powell. We went to Hampton University together. You the know, real HU. The real HU. Now, hold on. You know, <laughs> I, now I might be wrong, but are you the, the this is the, I just, randomly like as even though we hear this song all the time right i could have sworn i heard them say your name in overnight scenario <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like you might have asked me that question when we was in college too. yes <laughs> <laughs> um no that is not me I, that that mike powell played basketball at spingon so, okay i was like uh, i heard yeah. it the other day on the radio and i was like what kind of randomness is this the same like hey look so when i was in college i used to girls used to ask me that and, and if she was cute i would be like yeah that's me girl <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! Well, y'all so apologies don't know. to the real Mike Powell. Oh. If you ever uh, heard that I was faking or something? Oh my that gosh! Is not me. 
So for y'all that don't know what Uno Scenario uh, is, it's a song in the DMV. It is a go-go song. You got, you got, you got to listen to it. It's a, it's a classic. It's a classic. So um, thank you for agreeing to be on the podcast. Um, I wanted to talk about why entrepreneurship is so important, especially now and even in our community, in the African-American community, why it's so important for us to like really strive to have our own and do our own thing. So before we get into all the really deep questions, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do as your uh, entrepreneurship guru? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this conversation with you. Really proud of you. Um, let me oh, thanks. congratulate you on all of your success and your courage and just willing to jump out here and um, get into this um, this entrepreneurial lifestyle because it's not easy and a lot yeah. of people are scared to do it. So I know that's what this podcast is all about. But, <laughs> and I know you pouring into a whole lot of other people, but I just want to make sure that you know that that we don't take it for granted and thank you for all of the help and support that you provided and congratulations on all of your success. Oh, thanks so much. I appreciate that. Um, so, you know, I have a, a pretty unique story um, because my entrepreneurial story is really a story of family and family business. Um, okay. You know, I'm in business with um, my cousin, and my dad and we have a government contracting company where we do a lot of different types of work for the federal government primarily we we do some work um, in the private sector and also for some nonprofits. but pretty much our biggest clients um, are in the federal government Um, and so we do systems engineering um, and that you know looks a lot uh, looks a different to different clients the type of work that we're doing and then uh, my primary expertise is organizational development, um, training, facilitation, and executive coaching. So, um, oh, no, you talking to the big wigs. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure they, they treat their employees right. <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. So, um, you know, I, I would start with um, really my, my grandfather, um, who is from the Hampton Roads area and who grew up um, dropped out of school in the sixth grade and became an entrepreneur um, as a fisherman and a clamor really on the Chesapeake Bay. Oh, wow. Um, and so a lot of my family members, you know, kind of grew up with this entrepreneurial spirit watching, um, watching him, you know, get up in the morning and yeah. go out and clamming and then coming home and, you know, selling them out in the marketplace. And, of, you know, of course, Back in those days, it was very racist, and you know, so he had a lot of challenges and obstacles to overcome. But yeah. you know, raised um, four kids and sent, put them all through college, and um, you know, all of my aunts and uncles um, have children now and grandchildren, and um, you know, we're all successful in our own right. Um, but that's kind of where the story began. Um, wow, that's like a whole legacy. You got yeah, to pass that on. Like you absolutely. don't hear that very, very often yeah, that it, it started. Yep. Lots of people start entrepreneurship because they just sick of it. Sick of, sick of their job, right? Their job, right, right, right yeah. Right, but that's right. a legacy. That's yeah, man. That's yep, that's so yep. much more deeper. Yep, yep. So you know, I've kind of always had this spirit in me. Um, and then my dad. Um, My dad was in the army um, and was in the army for, you know, 30 plus years and then retired. And when he retired, um, he started his consulting company doing 
you know, the work that we do now. So he mm. started the company back in 86 um, and, you know, it was a small business and, you know, worked out of his apartment. And I was kind of always around, mm. um, you know, just kind of not really understanding what it meant to be an entrepreneur, yeah. but I definitely understood um, the types of work that he did and working with people and how he helped his clients and always knew that that was something that I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and so in 2009, I had a good old government job. Um, good old government. <laughs> <laughs> I was working for the Department of Education. Um, and I was, you know, comfortable and, you know, mm, um, that word comfortable. steady. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> I was a COTAR. So, you know, if you're, uh, if you're, familiar with the federal environment a COTAR is the person who deals with the contractors so you know when we hired contractors I was responsible for hiring them and making sure they got paid and mm. processing their timesheets and all that stuff and I remember I used to look at what they were getting paid and what they were invoicing us <laughs> and looking at what I was doing and I was like wait a minute man like why are we doing the same thing but they getting paid twice as much as yeah. I am um and so, you know, at that time, I, I was kind of, you know, just kind of stuck there. Um, I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to stay. I wasn't getting promoted as fast as I thought I should have been. Mm -hmm. I, I had only been there for two years, but, you know, I'm, you know, a, a high achiever. So I thought it should have been happening. Right. You should have already been at the top. Buddy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and so I started reaching out to some friends or family members and talking about, you know, what entrepreneurship looked like for them. And so I reached out to a cousin of mine and, and he was like, yeah, you know, you can come join me. And, um, you know, I started talking to my dad about it. And he was like, well, shoot, if you want to leave, you know, you can come join me. He was right. I, you already, it was right there. Yeah, it was. But, you know, he was um, kind of on the downswing of his business. Okay, okay. So he was really looking at retirement. Mm. And, you know, he hadn't really been going out aggressively doing marketing and trying to get new clients. He had yeah. a few clients that he worked with. Um, but for the most part, that was it. But he's like, you know, I'm if, if you're willing to come on, you know, I'm willing to stay and kind of help you get your footing so that, um, you know, if this is what you want to do, you know, I can help you get off to a good start. So um, in 2009, that's what I did. Um, that's awesome. 2010, my cousin joined us um, and he brought the engineering side of the company. And mm -hmm. so we've been, we've been rolling ever since. It's been really tough. Um, you know, anybody who um, has ever worked in a family business, Particularly yeah, that was good. With, Definitely gonna be one of my questions. Yeah, like working with family, how working with family is tough, man. It's, especially the 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 parent child relationship. Yeah, I think that's probably and especially because you it's really his business that you walking into, right? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So you know, it's been a lot of challenges. Um, you know, they say the hardest person that you'll ever work for is a person that used to have your job. So. Yeah. You know, he knows all the ins and out of this business and he knows everything. And, um, you know, even though times have changed a lot and, you know, we're in a much more digital marketplace and digital economy, yeah. um, you know, the type of work that we do is still the same. It's just mm -hmm. the way that we get work is different. So yeah. it's been a lot of challenges with us. You know, we have different styles. He's military. I'm very laid back. Um, 
he's an older generation, very formal. You know, our generation yeah. is very informal, informal. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, even though we had a home-based business, you know, he expected me to show up in a suit every day. Right, you I'm had like, to come, you got you like, to dress for the job that you want. Relax, bro. <laughs> like, you're in the basement right now. Like, why do I have on a suit, right? <laughs> um, um, but, you know, we persevered and we have persevered. And, you know, I... Um, attribute all of my success to um, his guidance and his mentoring me and his coaching. And, you know, even though it hasn't always been fun and it has certainly had a major impact on our father-son relationship, um, you know, professionally, um, I think it was one of the best decisions I've ever made because I don't know you know, being a, being a black man in this field, it's not a whole lot of us. Mm, um, yeah, that's very true. I'm, I'll be 42 this year. So I started when I was 31. And so, you know, being young and black and having no gray hair and right. not having a lot of, you know, brands under my belt, like yeah. Booz Allen's or Deloitte's or, you know, yeah. name companies, you know, it was hard for people to take us seriously um, and take me seriously. So I don't know that I would have had the opportunities that I um, was able to um, to achieve and, and receive had I not been working with him. So, you know, I appreciate awesome. you know everything that he's done for me, but it certainly is not without without our, the challenges. But you know, we push through. Yeah. So I know that jumping out of that comfortable, good government job, um, because uh, regardless of if you didn't think that you were um, moving up when you wanted to, like there's a lot of security in government jobs, which is why you have people who don't leave. They stay or not even uh, just not even government jobs. Even if you have jobs that have pensions and usually people are there for a long period of time there, they don't really, yeah, they got benefits. They got security because that's what people want. They want that security. So when you finally decided to make that change from security to technically unsecured, because even if you, even though it was your dad's business, if it didn't grow, you know, you, you're kind of stuck, you know? Absolutely. So how did, yeah. how did uh, self-doubt show up in your journey? Do you want immediate access to new episodes, products, events, and freebies? Join the Slaying Self-Doubt family today at www.feliciawallace.com. That's www.p-h-i-l-i-c-i-a-w-a-l-l-a-c-e.com. You know, I probably was, um, I probably had more self-doubt once I actually made the decision than I did in trying to make the decision. Oh, um, okay. I think I was, I was too naive, probably too dumb to think that it was going to be as hard as it really was. Okay, you know, okay. I just thought, you know, he's done it for years. Um, I'm smart. I know how to do this stuff. I'm just going to jump into it and it's going to be smooth. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and so I, I made the jump and I really didn't have a lot of hesitations with it. I probably didn't think about it as much as I should have. My cousin, um, he took a year before he actually made the jump, but I made the jump right away. Um, But, 
you know, the self-doubt really came in when contracts didn't start coming in as mm. fast as I thought they should have. Mm. And I was going out and I, you know, I thought I was, you know, hot stuff and I get out in front of these clients and yeah. people looking at me like, who are you to teach me about leadership? Yeah. You're yeah. only 32 and yeah. what have you done? What have you me, led? What yeah, have what other have than you yourself? <laughs> what are your credentials? Yeah. What school did you go to? You know, all of those things um, were the part that really made me question myself. So, you know, a lot of people have the confidence in themselves, but they're scared to make the leap into entrepreneurship. I had the the confidence in entrepreneurship, but I didn't have the experience to have the confidence in myself. So, Mm. you know, when I got there, you know, even though um, I believed in myself, I was not sure that I was ever going to, you know, be able to make the impact with people because I just questioned my background and my experience. And, you know, in this consulting world, you know, you, you almost got to either come from a big brand or you got to have a lot of gray hair. And I didn't have, I didn't have either one. (laughs) I didn't have either one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's important because I think that um, with this journey, sometimes you get, you get, you're afraid. So like for me, everybody, they know I was afraid before, during, now, after all of it, like, oh, that, yeah. but that's just my energy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm an anxious, nervous person regardless. Right, so every right, move right. is like, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? And so what did you do when you had those moments of like going to these places and people looking at you like, and you are like how did you what made you keep going to like do this what 12 years later 11 years later yeah yeah so um you know one thing that i learned really early on is that um you have to find your voice and you have to find your comfort zone oh, wow. um yeah. and and one way that i was able to do that um as you know um you know my friends and i from hampton also we started a nonprofit back in 2003 called Lifting As We Climb Foundation, where we were mentoring um, young boys across the area, across the country. Um, and we had Saturday schools and we have football camps. And um, what I started doing was all the things that I wanted to um, convey to my corporate clients, mm-hmm. I used to teach to the young kids. Wow. So you was practicing. I was practicing. 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 Mm, That's a word right there. That is a word. You know, you, I, I, I found a way to find my voice, to find my comfort zone and in in an environment that was really safe and comfortable for me. So, you know, a lot of people who knew me prior to 2009, you know, they knew me as the guy that's always working with kids, right? Always mentoring kids and um, coming out to schools and doing, you know, graduation speeches and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. And and I was good with that, but I always knew that I'm doing this to kind of improve my skills, to yeah. improve my comfort. So um, now when I go out and I'm in front of corporate clients, I'm teaching them the same thing. You know, I may use different examples. I may use, you know, a little bit more formal language, you know, but it's the same thing. And I had to learn how to be myself because it's not going to work trying to be anybody else. That is very, very true. And so when I jumped out into this space, 
you know, I, I would see my friends who were working for some of the big companies and the things that they were doing. And, and, you know, I tried to kind of model myself after them. And I'm like, you know what, that's not, that's not who I am. That's yeah. not me. I gotta, yeah. I gotta be true to myself because it comes across. It kind of, yeah, they definitely feel it in, in being, um, in my previous position doing leadership for the last 10 years, I had the opportunity to be in multiple organizational development courses, especially because of healthcare that's forever changing. And, you know, when you transition and different things happen, they want you to do it. It is Lord. It it was a lot. Um, And so in the beginning, it used to be so dry. And I would just be like, how am I supposed to take? Because the other part is that as a leader, you are there to like pour into me so that I can pour it into somebody else. And if you are dry, there's no way I'm not going to be able to, I can't. And I would say the last maybe like five years while I was um, at my previous job, they really focused on organizational development and they brought yeah. in a separate team and yeah. the activities that they would do. And just like you said, the icebreakers, even some of the books they had as reading was like, Oh my God, my brain. But once they broke it down, I was like, leadership is just, it's every day. It doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be in your job or whatever it is. Nope. You lead when you're at home. You lead Absolutely. when you're in, like you say, in sports. You lead when you're with your friends. It's the same yep. thing as a service. Like you yep. serve everybody. Um, somebody asked me, I was on a, a, a phone interview a couple of um, weeks ago, and so they asked me, like, how big was I on customer service? And I said, one of the things that I've learned over the years is that you serve every person that you're in contact with. That's what we do, you know, but I learned that from an organizational development leadership conference from somebody being regular, you know? And so you have to, if that person tried to be somebody else, it wouldn't have resonated with me because people are attracted to your authenticity, right? And so, yep, like, yep, I'd be yep. like, when people ask me questions, I'm like, this is how I am. Yeah. Wherever you see me, if you see me at home, you see yep. me at church, you see me at work, you're going to get the same person. I'm going to have to turn it down or turn it up a little bit, depending on who I'm around. But at the end of the day, I am me. And so, if I can't be me, um, it's not going to work because you're going to think yeah. that I'm fluke. And so, that is, I, I love that you said that because I think sometimes, a lot of because of social media and I know social media gets a bad rap. Um, okay. It's it's very helpful at times if you use it properly, but yeah. you see repetition of the same things. And then people tend to, like you said, you see somebody else doing something and you don't necessarily want to mimic it, but you take, people have to learn how to take what someone else is doing and put their own spin on it. Like, right. because ultimately we're literally all pretty much doing the same thing. Like yeah, yeah. there's no, the yeah, it's nothing new. Like no one's really recreating the wheel. They are just taking it and they're putting their own spin on it. And that it makes it different because people buy into you, not that's what, whatever yep. you're selling. Like yep. that's what makes it unique. I mean, it's a lot of leadership development people. There are a lot of executive coaches. Um, you know, I do goal setting workshops, a lot of, a lot of those that go on, but nobody does it like I do. Yes. And so that's what makes me unique. Yeah. Um, and I think what's, what's really interesting is that as I've gotten older now, um, the audiences that I find myself in front of now are 
same age as I am or mm. they're a lot younger. Yeah. So, you know, I have developed my my voice in a, in a voice that they can relate to. And had I developed my voice that was trying to be older or trying yeah. to mimic somebody else. Yeah. When I got to this point in time where I'm dealing with younger people who right. like a little bit less formal, who like it shorter, who don't want to be sit and preach to all the time, yeah, and then it reading. wouldn't have worked. Yeah, it wouldn't. It have. wouldn't have worked. So that's so a testament to you change. Yeah, that's a testament to you changing for your audience, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it leadership looks differently everywhere, right? Like where I worked at, even though it was a healthcare organization, most of the leaders that I sat next to on a daily basis were black women. Yeah. And yeah. so when you walk and, and in healthcare, there's a, depending on like, so at the level that I was, which is like more like um, not executive leadership, but like right underneath it, because yeah. we were doing more cut you know like we were hands-on we were in the offices with the patients with the people yeah um yeah. you have a lot more women who are in that arena you got to be able to adjust to that as well because you got to adjust to the women you got to like whatever it is but in order for you to do that you have to know who you are because it's the same way when you talk to kids you don't talk to the, them the 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 message is the same but the delivery has to be different based on who you're talking to absolutely absolutely so as you've been going through this journey what have you learned about yourself that you didn't know before do you want a daily reminder that we are on this journey together the slain self-doubt apparel and accessory line is your everyday reminder that we are finding our fears and slaying them click the link in the show notes to start shopping today um I have discovered that I'm much more of an introvert than I thought I was before. Really? You know, I'm kind of like introverted by nature, so it came naturally, but I didn't really know how much it affected me until, you know, I became an entrepreneur and um, I work for myself and I'm used to that. And then when I go out and I work on teams or I have to go present and people want to come up and talk to me <laughs> afterwards. And I'm like, man, like, I'm tired. Like, I don't, I don't feel like talking to anybody anymore. Or like, you know, I got to, you know, go sit and talk to my dad and get some help. And I'm like, bro, like you are just, this is too much. Like you are draining me. So I think that was a big thing that, um, I had to realize um, how much energy was required because yes. being, a, being an entrepreneur, everybody is your client. Yeah. Everybody is your boss. And so, you know, it requires a lot, a lot of energy. And so, you know, where, you know, if I'm working for a company, I can just kind of go sit at my desk or my cubicle and hide out all day and do my thing <laughs> and kind of come out and play whenever I want to come out and play right, or right, play right. with whoever I want to play with. You know, as an entrepreneur, I got to talk to, you know, whoever is the champion or whoever is the client or whoever is the class, whoever's writing the check. And, you know, if they want something, you know, with a quick turnaround, I got to give them a quick turnaround. Like, it doesn't really matter because I have to serve, like you said, customer service. I have to serve my customer. Yeah. And so, you know, me being an introvert sometimes wasn't always helpful. So I've had to, I've had to really figure out how to manage my energy how to mm. manage my schedule how to manage my time much yeah. better 
so that I can um, give my customers the way I, the, the best that I can. And if I can't manage it, you know, I have to be able to say, listen, you know, I want to, I want to say I'm going to give this right back to you tonight, but realistically, I'm probably not going to get it back to you. Right, 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 yeah. And so I have to be able to be honest with myself so I'm not over-promising and under-delivering. So I think the biggest thing is just um, the impact on my energy. And then, you know, now I'm a dad and, you know, I have to come home and have energy for my family. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, it's, I'm used to, you know, being able to come home and work late nights um, and maybe get up early in the morning. But shoot, you know, when I come home now, you know, that's, that's daddy time. That's yeah. family time. Yeah. And so I can't just chill for a little while and jump right back to it. So I think that is so important that you say that because I don't think that people realize, um, we've talked about this on the show before about the need for like recharging and resting um, and really knowing who you are and what it is that you need um, because the things and introvert needs is different from an extrovert right because yeah. so somebody who's an extrovert they need to go out they need yeah. that's how they recharge I'm like right yeah. in the middle depending on the yeah. scenario um, but ultimately you have to know exactly what it is that you need in order to be your, the best version of yourself so you know usually it's women talking about recharging and rejuvenating their mind what do you do to like when you get to that space where you know like i am tapped out bro like this is too much like how do you recharge um so you know you know one of my big things is is exercising and working out um you know when i'm when i'm out of balance or when i'm just um drained um i know it it sounds counterintuitive to go and do something (laughs) yeah but that really energizes me because it's like the perfect balance for me of being an introvert and an extrovert because Mm. i can go to the gym and i can put on my headphones and i don't need to talk to anybody i can get lost in my music and get lost in the exercises but i can also draw on the energy of the people around me yeah. so you know the guys that are exercising and I you know they look um like they're really in shape and I'm like okay you know I want to look like that right. or two know, more reps two more yeah, keep going. yeah 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 <laughs> somebody comes on a treadmill next to me or on an elliptical next to me and you know you know we don't have to say anything to each other but if I feel them going then I'm a, you know I may go a little bit longer or if, you know I'm in the gym and you know, I see a group of people and, you know, they are like young and they remind me of being, you know, a college student or something like that, like that, you know, gives me like a good memory and it yeah. energizes me. So, um, you know, I like doing that. Um, that's one of my big things. And then, um, you know, just spending time with my family, um, you know, um, just really being in the house and, um, you know, I can sit in the house and be in front of the television and um, my lady and I can just be sitting there. And as long as we're together, yeah. um, we don't even necessarily have to be talking. I know that sometimes you don't need all of that. You just need to know they close. Talk. I know. Listen, yep, We on the couch, we yes. watch TV. Um, we may it's both be on our phones right. or both be on our laptops, but you know, not having to process a whole lot, yeah. you know, not having to, you know, do a whole lot of stuff. Um, 
know, that's good. I do like to travel. Um, but even sometimes traveling can be stressful. Yeah, that um, yes. So because <laughs> then you need you know, a vacation from your then vacation. You need a vacation from your vacation. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I don't think I use vacation um, necessarily to relax. I use vacations to like get away and go to a different environment. Okay. And, and really have fun. Um, I think the the way that I relax is like when I go on vacation. I don't want to drive anywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to think about. You know what? Um, how I'm going to get from place to place? Or right. They just they just let it gonna, happen. I just let it happen. Yeah. But um, for the most part, I think I recharge by just kind of staying around with my friends or my family, or going to the gym um, and just kind of just kind of relaxing. I used to play golf. I don't play golf a whole lot anymore. Um, so that's kind of kind of it yeah well that's good i mean those things are important because i think that sometimes that you know we don't you know we don't think that it it is important for all of us you know and sometimes the misconception of men is that y'all got it all right and that y'all y'all supposed to just carry it all and the crazy part about it is is that women think the same thing like we just supposed we gonna do it all don't you worry about it i'm gonna push through i I find myself saying that at least five times a week like even i was just sick and my husband was definitely he was a soldier he had to go grocery shopping take care of the kids mm-hmm. all of that stuff and i just was like you know what and he he made it seem like it was super stressful <laughs> then right, he's like i don't want to go to the grocery store now one more time this week but i was just like welcome to my world but it was like one of those moments where i just said like you know we we we, we don't always give you all the credit that you all do so you know on behalf of all the women out here thank you thank you for uh, all that y'all do <laughs> <laughs> and you need your time too to recharge Absolutely. and however however that works because you cannot do what you need to do for your family for your business for your friends for any relationship that you have if you don't show up for yourself first so yeah. that is definitely very important so yeah. um Tell us some of the benefits of entrepreneurship for people that are out here that are thinking about taking that step who are even just want some like basic information about like where they would even start like what are what are some of the what are some of the the benefits of it so two questions so what are some of the benefits and then what are some of the misconceptions of entrepreneurship because people just think bama's don't be doing nothing want to connect with me before the next episode drops come follow me on instagram and facebook at slain self-doubt i can't wait to meet you yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I'll start with the benefits. I think the biggest benefit is having control over your time. Mm. Um, you know, I still have a lot of um, things that I have to get done. I mean, that's, that's not going to change, but I have a lot more flexibility of when it gets done. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, I can, I can choose whether I want to get up at four in the morning or five in the morning or six in the morning. Um, I can choose if I want to sleep in a little bit later because, you know, if I'm not with clients, you know, I'm pretty much working on business development stuff. So, you know, I have some flexibility with that, you know, as, um, you know, with my daughter being born, um, being able to spend time with her right now um, has been really, really good. Not having, you know, an office that I, has been really been really great. Um, you know, when I when I show up to meetings or 
when I go to conferences, you know, I can pretty much show up how I want to show up, right? I'm not yeah. really trying to show up as the guy who is um, representing anyone but myself. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Well, that's, you know, a, that's, that's, I'm, I'm a, I didn't even think show about up that. And, like embarrass myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to show up and embarrass myself, but if I want to be business casual, or if I yeah. want to wear jeans or if I want to wear some Nikes, like that's what I'm going to wear. I'm going to yeah. choose what's appropriate for the situation and yeah. I'm not having someone tell me Dictate what you have yeah, to. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, a whole different yeah. thing. So, you know, I travel a lot for my business and, you know, people will be like, you know, well, who is your supervisor? Who is your <laughs> boss? And I'm like, you, you talking to him. So, you know, I'm, I don't know I am who, him. who you want to talk to, <laughs> but I'm the guy. So I don't even get that question anymore. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's cool. <laughs> um, I think some of the, the, the downside is, is just the other side of that coin is that, um, you know, there is always something that you have to do. And, um, you know, you got to kill what you eat. You know, if I don't mm. kill it, I don't eat it. So, yeah. you know, if, if, I don't want to go into work and I don't want to, you know, go do a project with a client. Like I don't have to, like I, I still have that flexibility, but I won't get paid either. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. And if I want somebody to cover for me, I got to pay them. Yeah. Um, you know, when I want to go do some printing um, or, you know, some copying, like all of those resources that I need, I have to pay for those. Yeah. You know, yeah. when my computer goes down, I don't call the help desk. Like, I got to figure it out on my own. I got to go to Best Buy and talk to the Geek Squad. And I got to figure out that price. Like, you know, if if I'm I'm the help desk, I'm IT. You the janitor. admin support. I'm the janitor. Like, I got to do all of that stuff. And so, you know, that means that I have to make sure that I have everything in place um, to to get my job done. So, you know, like I'm I'm teaching a class on Wednesday, just for example. So my class is Wednesday morning. There'll probably be about 30 people in my class. Um, I have manuals for participants in my class. So, you know, I have to finish making all the materials. That means like typing up the manuals, making sure you know, they Damn. have good quality. Then I got to go and I got to do all the printing of the manuals. Oh. Then I have to go and do all the binding of the manuals. Um, then when it's time for me to, you know, go train, I got to drive myself down there. I got to park. I got to drive myself back. And, you know, I got to do all that stuff on my own. Yeah. Um, people will say, well, how come, you know, you, you can go to Kinko's and you can pay somebody to do that stuff? Yeah, I can, but that's cutting into my cost. Yeah, yeah that's so, very true. Well, cutting into my profit, it's, it drives the cost up. So, you know, I know, you know, how much money I want to bring home yeah. from doing my workshops. So I need to make sure that I keep my expenses as and low a, as possible. Yeah. And so, also to be able to still have quality. Because then you, you want quality. them people to be able to tell you that they you can come back. Because if the stuff back. is whack, they're going to be like, uh, yep. nah, bro. <laughs> yep. It's one and done. It's yeah. one and done. So, you know, that's the downside. You know, people always think, well, you know, you show up and you get up when you want to and you do what you want to. And, and, and that is true. But, you know, on any given week, 
if I have 10 different projects, I have 10 different bosses from 10 different organizations yes. with 10 different deliverables. Yeah. And they all want something from me. And so, hey, you know, can you get us this? Yes. Like as a consultant, the answer is always yes. yes. Yeah. Answer is always yes. So now I got to figure out, you know, how to make that yes a reality. So if I got to do the research or I got to get the supplies or I got to get the materials, whatever it is, I'm responsible for doing it. Um, Or I got to pay somebody to help me out and, you know, I just have to decide, you know, when do I want to pay or when do I want to, you know, make make the effort and do it on my own. And, and that's probably some of the biggest decisions that you have to make as an entrepreneur. What do you want to outsource and what yeah. do you need to figure out what to do on your own so you're not driving up the cost of doing business? Yeah. And I think um, it, being fresh off, you know, out of having all of those things and access to, you know, um, contacting the marketing team to tell them that you need something for your office or like you said the print shop or you know calling it getting the help desk doing stuff and you know for me like i said i've only been doing this for about um seven eight months now uh it's one of those things where it's like oh i have to learn how to do this i don't know i don't know how to do this like i remember how stressful it was for me to try to figure out how to use canva because my brain is not creative and so it was just like it was somebody that the person who did my branding I was just like that was too much I was gonna have to outsource that because I just it wasn't it was it was not clicking and so then she gave me some things and I was like okay I can figure it out and I remember like being so excited once I would learn how to do something and just be like oh my god I did it myself you know but it's it's stressful because you just want to be like can I just call somebody to do this yes you can but it's gonna cost you you. (laughs) it may cost you a little it may cost you a lot, but it's going to cost, cost you. you. Yep. And so when you learn how to do things on your own and you figure it out, it's one of the things where it's like, oh, I can do this. And I think that's one of the, I'm like, feel like I'm a little bit in my groove a little bit like, oh, okay, I got this. I can do yeah. it, you yep. know, until the next, the next thing you want to do to kind of like yep. level up. Then you're yep. like, oh, wait, hold on. Yep. <laughs> you want me to do what now? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So and every... You, Every phase, there's a learning curve. Yeah. And, and so, like, you know, when I, I was like you, you know, doing a lot of my social media stuff, um, you know, a lot of my graphics, you know, I would hire people to do some of it, but then I could figure out how to use Canva or whatever other products were out there to help me out. And I'm like, I'm cool. But now, you know, when I'm starting to look at how to do videos, and so now, like, editing videos and yeah. using you know, different technology and using um, different software and even, you know, what cameras to buy and understanding yeah. lighting and understanding <laughs> microphones. Like, I'm Listen. just like, bruh, like, <laughs> I just need to hire somebody. But then I want to like... Do you like, wanna, how much is going to cost? Yeah, how much is going to cost? <laughs> I want to do like five videos. Like, that's 150 a pop. Now we talking about, you know, we talking six, seven hundred dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to learn how to do this. Right. Yeah. And the thing about it is that even for my journey, I've I've learned that I'm not as, um, uh, 
I'm more creative than I thought I was, yeah. right? And so in yeah. the beginning, I would tell myself, I'm not creative. I can't create nothing. And so one of the things that I've had to do is I've had to change my mindset. And um, in the morning, I have this thing next to uh, my bed that's like all these like daily affirmations. And so one of the things I put on there is that I am creative. I had to yeah. say it because I was like, otherwise, if I keep telling myself I can't, I won't. And yeah. I'll, I'll just limit myself. So I try to just remind myself, no, you are creative. You, it may not look like a, a graphic designer because you're not a graphic designer, but right. you are creative. Like right. you are creating right. something. And so putting those limitations on us sometimes just, yeah, it is a, it, it, it messes up your brain. The other thing that I, that I find that, um, you know, even if you don't know how to make it look absolutely professional, what, what I've learned how to do is use what tools and products were out there to just get my concept out, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me put it down. Let me kind of visualize it. So now when I'm trying to communicate it to the person who's going to like polish it up, I'm not having to pay them a lot of time and a lot of back and forth for me to go back and say, yeah. no, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. It's just really saying, okay, this is what my vision is. Now I want you to take this and like make it look really, really good. Right. And so now I can give them that and I can walk away with it. Where in the beginning it was, you know, round one of edits, round two yeah. of edits, round three of edits. And that, you know, that takes time. And, you know, again, as an entrepreneur, um, you have to really, really learn how to manage your time because yeah. um, everything you do, um, everything that has to get done, you often have to do it and it takes time. So yeah. you got to figure out you know, how you can save some time and learning how to do stuff like that, even though it may not be perfect, it can get you, it can save you a lot of time because you can, you can then have the vision that you can give to somebody else yeah. and kind of bring it across the finish line. Yeah, that's absolutely true. The other thing I was going to think about when you say like just getting out there, sometimes it's just about starting. So when you have people who are, <clears throat> I was talking to a young lady who she's also starting her own business and she was like really struggling, not kind of the same thing, like you're starting out, not really knowing what she wanted. And mm -hmm. I just told her, this is the basics, like just start because just start. otherwise you get stuck right here. Cause you yep. want it to look like to something perfect. that, yeah, you want it to be perfect and you want it to look like something that's been in business for 20 years when you ain't yeah. even started no business. And exactly. sometimes we get caught up in what it should look like. And one of the things that I've been telling her or telling people when I have been talking to them about different things, I've been like, people buy into you. You are who people are buying into unless it's, you know, actual product, you know, if just like hair or like skin stuff or whatever yeah. like yeah. yeah they're buying into that but even still when i go go looking for lotion i'm just i just need the, the one that's gonna help with my dry skin i don't exactly. care what the what the label look like exactly. you know what i mean you're not exactly. really paying attention to that but you know sometimes i think we just get so stuck in our heads we just we stop right there yeah. just, it makes you it makes you on pause and then you you're, and like you said, with the time management, then you're delaying whatever action you need to do because you stuck at your picture not being right. And right. one of the things when I started this podcast that my podcast coach always says is done is better than perfect. It yeah. may, it's, and it's not going to look like this in five years. What I nope. have right now, once you learn what you want and you start to develop it, you'll change it. But you, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah.
So what advice do you have for people who are ready to start? Like if someone's ready to start their entrepreneurship journey and they're really saying like, I have this idea, I have this vision and I really want to put this, uh, like, I want to go with it. Like they are ready to jump right in. What advice do you have for them to just get started? Thank you for tuning in every week. Your support does not go unnoticed. If you truly love this podcast, please remember to share, subscribe, rate, and review. So I think you just said it. I mean, it's really about getting traction, Um, really starting to make a difference, um, getting some progress in what you say that you want to do. I had a a young lady that I was coaching, um, and she wanted to be a, a gospel singer. And so, um, you know, someone hired me to work with her. And when I spoke with her, she had her whole marketing plan down. She knew what she wanted the album cover to look like. Mm. She knew what outfit she wanted to wear. She knew everything. But I said, you know, have you ever written a song? No, I haven't written a song. Well, do you have any producers that you're working with? No, I haven't had any producers that I've worked with. I know how to sing. Well, have you, you know, talked about how much this is going to cost? And it's like, she had the idea, mm. but she hadn't actually done anything. Mm. And so I think what's important is that you do something. It doesn't even have to be on the scale that it's going to be eventually. You know, you do something on a smaller scale, but that gives you some traction. You know, if you want to, you know, help people in the community, help with one person, right? Yeah, if you want to, yeah. if you want to, you know, help some kids, you know, help one child. If you want to, um, you know, learn a trade, you know, go start taking some classes because there is so much that you have to learn. Yeah, the yeah. learning curve is so high that the only way you are really going to really start understanding what it is that you are saying that you want to do is by doing something. Um, Because a lot of people have the ideas and they never try to do it. And then once Mm. they start doing it, they're like, you know what? Nah, that's not it. Mm. And it's like, well, you, you wasted so much time kind of thinking about it and stressing about it, but you've never done anything. And then once you've done something, you realize that's not it. Um, there's so many different lanes that you can explore even within one field. So, you know, do you want to have podcasts? Do you want to have a blog? Um, do you want to have a website, right? Yeah. You know, so many ways that, you know, you can get your voice across and accomplish the same goal. But if you just continue to just say, I want to do something, but you never do, then it's going to, it's going to be tough. So get some traction is the first goal, um, is the first um, um, piece of advice. And then the second piece of advice is just understand that it takes time. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, When I do my goal setting workshops, I've been doing them now for five years. And, you know, anyone who has been to any of my workshops, they will tell you that, the way my workshops look now is very different than how they looked five years ago. Yeah. I mean, very, well, very they should, though. They should, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. For the yeah. better, for the better. People. Absolutely. For the better. <laughs> but, you know, through all of, you know, the years, and I've gotten better, and I've gotten feedback, and people, you know, have discouraged me or encouraged me or mm. whatever, 
I've just said, you know what, this is something that I want to do. I want to keep on going. And I yeah. just want to, I want to keep trying um, to do something different. I'm going to keep being consistent and, you know, setting goals for myself. And even if I don't reach the goals, that doesn't mean I'm going to quit. Um, you know, Nipsey Hussle has this line in one of his songs that he says, you know, the only thing that made him different than anybody else who's ever tried to be successful in and being a rapper is that he didn't quit, right? That yeah. It's not that he's the best rapper. It's not that he had the most money or that he was the toughest guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's that he did not quit. And so I think that's what people have to understand is that you have to keep going because you're going to fail and fail is a failure is a part of success yeah and we've been told so long that failure is something that's that's bad and i think um you know to the name of your your podcast the self-doubt creeps in because we're scared we're going to fail yeah and if we can kind of reframe failure as another step towards being successful then it's like okay let's fail fast right the faster than i fail the faster that i can learn from it the closer i'm going to get to actually being what i want but so many people are scared to do anything because they're scared they're going to fail yeah so you know failing does not mean that you aren't successful failure just means you have found another thing that you can eliminate that does not work yeah yeah so you can do the same thing and one day you may realize you know what everything that i was doing was working it was just the wrong audience so let me try to do that but let me do it for this group and then boom you got it so you just never know yeah now i was uh, i had the um a picture on my wall that actually says doubt kills more dreams than failure. So when you said that it's, 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 it's accurate because you're right. You, it's starting anything. If we think about anything we do, nobody ever does anything perfectly. So you're always, you'll run into some type of roadblock, something that will, you know, clip you up, something that uh, you will, that will stop you, that makes you kind of readjust. And that's really what failure is about. Just readjusting yeah. whatever it is that you're doing to actually do the next thing. Right. But yeah. um, no, yeah, yeah. I definitely just, I, I agree with both of those things, the traction and, and, and starting and just doing it and learning it um, and understanding that it's not going to be easy. Understanding that um, it's fun. I, I mean, I think it's fun. Um, <laughs> even, <laughs> even on the, the not so good days when it's like, Oh my gosh, like you have all these things to do. It's still just the knowing that you, when you're watching something be created and you're watching it develop and you know, it's all you like, it's a, it's a, a joy that you just, I don't know. For me, I just be like, <laughs> actually did that like that yeah. actually worked it actually and when it clicks in somebody else's mind like when you I'm sure for you when you're doing your workshops and you're doing your classes when you see the light bulb go off in somebody's head when you've said something it motivates you to keep going because you know that you're impacting the people that you're talking to and it makes it all worth it yeah yeah I had somebody um hit me on my Instagram actually today um she was in a course that I um, did a year ago and um, I did a vision mapping session this organization had me do it to come in to do team building and that was like the fun thing that they wanted me to do um, and so I did it um, you know she took it really seriously mm. a year later about three weeks ago I was at the same organization for something totally different I was there speaking um, to a small group 
And she happened to be one of the people who was like keeping role of the people who were coming in. And she walked up to me. She was like, um, I think I was in your program last year. Did you do a team building? And I was like, yeah, I did. She was like, you know what? I just want to thank you. Um, you know, I set some goals for myself and I achieved it. I was like, oh, cool. I yeah. said, well, you know, what's your social media? I gave her my social media and she hit me up on Instagram today and she talked about this project that she started and how she's so proud of herself because she's gotten traction. And I'm like, man, like this stuff really works. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's, you know, that's the thing that keeps me coming back, you know, knowing that what I'm doing, you know, actually makes a difference in people's lives and it feels good um, to them that, you know, that feels good for me. So. Yeah, that is awesome. So we've talked about a lot today, and I'm pretty sure yeah. there's some people who are interested in some uh, goal goal setting. Some uh, yeah. uh, so so, how can people connect with you to be able to just um, get some of these gems? So if they're ready to start their journey, if they're trying to get coaching, if they need even for those people who have their own um, businesses who need somebody to come in and do team building because that's a, a part of entrepreneurship too depending on what your what your line of work is you have a team and you lord knows you got to have the right people on the right bus in the right spots when, right. when you have a team of people with you so how can people connect with you to be able to um benefit from some of your resources yeah so um all of my social media is mp consults m-p-c-o-n-s-u-l-t-s that's twitter instagram um I think that's the only ones I'm on. On LinkedIn, it's Mike Powell. Um, and, you know, you can find me there. Um, our website, our corporate website for all of our um, corporate training and workshops is PCG Consults, Powell Consulting Group Consults, PCG Consults. So um, anytime anybody wants to reach out to me or wants to see the courses that we offer, you can go to our website or you can send me a message and, um, you know, hit me up. Um, I love to 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 share anything that I think will be helpful, and um, if you think that I can add some value to anything that you're doing, let me know, and I'm I'm always willing to talk and and, and give anything that I have that can help you be better. That's awesome. You know what? We might have to do uh, maybe our own little collaboration over here. Some slang, self doubt, and some. Uh, some uh Mike Pound is all mixed together, you know, there so you we go. can get there these people go. uh get these people what they want out here. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm gonna be doing doing some more workshops. Um, you know, I did a big one in December. Um and you know, that was the biggest one that I've done. Um and and every year, um, you know, I'll do one big one. So I'll definitely keep you posted. Um you get your listeners involved, you know, oh, we'll yeah. get, have something special for them when they come. And I think it's always good to get people together um, so that we can all um, leverage the energy. Because yeah. that's really what it's about. I mean, yeah. being an entrepreneur is lonely sometimes. And when you can surround yourself with people that you know, are going through the same thing and are sharing that energy, yeah. you know, that really gives you that boost and that momentum to propel you. So, you know, anytime, you know, you want me to help you get some folks together or we can collaborate and get some folks together, let's do it. Yeah, that'll be awesome. I um remember when I first started this, uh, um, my mentor told me, you need to get some coworkers and th th this is, that would be an opportunity that you got some coworkers because you're right. When it's just you, your computer, and for me, my mic, I just your be mic. in here yep. talking to the wall sometimes. So, That's you know, I'd be That's excited it. when I got interviews. I'm like, oh, I'm talking 
welcome to somebody yeah, today. I got somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's just me talking to the wall. I'd be like looking at the time. Oh, you've been talking too much. People always say, I cannot. My cousin always says, like, it amazes me that you can just talk for 30 minutes yeah. by yourself. I was like, I guess I got a lot to say. I, yep, you know, I yep, don't know. Yep, yep, yep. Well, thank you so much, Mike. I really, really appreciate you being able to take the time to talk to us today. I, um, Know that these listeners are going to um, definitely take these gems and put them into work. I appreciate, um, I appreciate you. Thank you. you Thank this you. Was awesome. I, I, I appreciate this this vehicle that you've created to to help people who you know need this support and encouragement so thank you on all your success and let me know how i can help you and let's uh let's let's stay in touch and i and i'll see you in the gym soon oh yeah yes i'll be back i'll (laughs) definitely be back (laughs) all right y'all that's all for this week thanks for listening and don't forget to share subscribe rate and review until next week see ya